welcome to the Aussie Mystic Podcast. My name is Emily and I come to you from Melbourne, Australia. I have lived across the USA, Canada and Australia working as a natural beauty educator. I use my voice to raise consciousness around self-love, psychic and spiritual development and environmentalism. This is a space where I offer grounded spirituality. I hope you enjoy and get the enrichment your soul desires. Everybody and welcome back to the Aussie Mystic Podcast. It's M here, and I am with a very, very special guest. Um, Sarah is a friend of mine and somebody that I connected with at a really powerful time in my life. Sarah is the owner of Ignite Kinesiology. Now, there are a few people in life where you come across, and titles are really difficult to define and contain such a huge magnetic spirit and Sarah is one of them Um, but if I'm describing her to friends and I have recommended her to many people in my in my community um, I describe her as as an intuitive kinesiologist because that's the easiest way to to kind of give people an understanding of potentially you know the kind of experience they will have with her but She's an incredibly special person um, and I'm really excited to have have you here, Sarah. So thank you for joining me. Oh, I am. It's just so awesome to be here. I love connecting with you. It's always magical when we speak. So I'm just thrilled to see where this all goes and thank you for that lovely introduction. I actually quite like the fact that there's no label or category or title. I think that feels very expansive and just for um for how I want to show up in the world. So I'll take that. Oh, I so feel that with you. Um, and and I, I love that you're so authentic um, in the way that you express out in the world too because I think it can be quite difficult to, um, to express the kind of work that you do in, in this space um, without using titles. So I, I applaud you for your ability to be able to do that because many people are connected to you. So many friends of mine have seen you, have worked with you, had incredible um, experiences in your sacred room. And so, yeah, I mean, it's interesting without the titles, without the, um, the you know, the definition, you can still have that magic, you know, shared and felt within the community. Yeah, exactly. Just opening to whoever wants to to come to have whatever experience they need without limitation. So I'm called a kinesiologist, but I think there's so much more that happens in the space when I'm working with people. And and that's, that's due to their energy, what they're showing up with. And so I can't confine myself when there's a vast array of different energies and needs that, um, that approach this work. Mm. I think, um, you know, even just the way that you describe um, other people with always such an energy of respect and honour. Um, I've really honest, I don't think I've actually met another person who um, is able to, 
really shine the light on the power of others. You know, like um, a lot of people in this space, it always comes back to the self and, um, you know, it can be a very ego-based kind of space. Um, but you are the absolute opposite to that. Um, whenever <laughs> I talk to you, it's all about, you know, um, you truly honouring other people and their journeys and their life. Um, I just think that's a really, really special quality about you. Um, so look, to start our session today and our episode today, I just wanted to kind of take the listener through a journey of how we actually connected in the first place. Um, because over the years, I'd actually heard about you from multiple people. You were a name that consistently came up from a vast network of people. I'm talking like my brother's, you know, friends, mothers had seen you, um, you know, a, a random girl that I just met had, you know, described a session with you. Like you just kept coming up from all these different walks of life. So I knew you were a special person. <laughs> um, and our journeys actually connected when I had gone through a really traumatic breakup. Um, and I'd moved back from overseas where um, it had all gone down and it was a really um, potent time in my, in my journey. Um, and prior to seeing you, I'd, I'd connected for the first time with a psychic medium who's now um, somebody that I really you know, know and trust and who I see um, you know, every once in a while when I'm ready to connect um, and have some guidance and just sit in the presence of another, you know, mentor and someone who can hold space in that way. Um, but, you know, after that experience with the psychic medium, I had a, a really great understanding of, I guess, the, um, the greater, the greater viewpoint of my life. And, um, I could see it from that point of view, but I felt that I had so much emotional energy and emotional trauma and baggage like stuck in my body. You know that feeling? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. And, and that's when I was led to you. Um, I think it must have been somebody who mentioned your name again. And I, I didn't even know anything about your work. I don't think I even went, went on your website other than just to book a session with you. <laughs> I, it, I feel that's funny because it's it's kind of like how people find you. It's just mm. this and it's not about any of the information that's out there. It's just you just know that you need to see you for this specific thing that you're experiencing. And um, for me, it was like this feeling of I've got so much emotion and so much trauma like stuck in my body and I need help. And, um, and that's when I first you know, landed in your room and connected with you. And we had since, since that um, day, we've had one in-person session, I think. And then after that I moved overseas and then we had some remote uh, Zoom uh, sessions where we were doing um, some deep energetic healing work as well, which is we can get into during our conversation today. Cause I think that's really mm. fascinating. Um, but that was, that's how we connected. And um I remember after our first session, I felt so much during our session and afterwards I was like, whoa, what did I just experience? <laughs> it was so powerful, so powerful. Um, so, yeah, I would like to start with our session today, um, if you wouldn't mind just sharing a little bit about your journey um, and anything that, that comes up for you today that you feel like sharing that's shaped, you know, who you are today and how you found yourself in this work. Yeah, I just want to touch back on something you alluded to, which is really powerful, the awareness that you were drawn to the work with me in order to unstuck yourself. You'd have that 
great experience with the psychic that led that opened up the path that you could visually attain but then you realize there was those blocks because of that stagnant energy and emotion and trauma still there mm. and that's what's so powerful about the work that I do the kinesiology work is that it, it offers that ability to get away from the mind and we can talk more about the like the technical aspects of kinesiology later but I just applaud you for the awareness that you needed something beyond the mind to help you out to release that that stress from the body which is where the subconscious work can be so powerful so um and there's always a disclaimer when you walk in that door into that space or have the session online as you mentioned you know it, it invites change it invites change and you felt all that you picked up that invitation and you moved with it and everyone has a different experience but um yeah there's there's a there's a readiness when everyone walks through that door which is so wonderful for me as a guide to um to catch to catch and guide so that's thrilling. Me. Um, so I have this phrase that kind of explains my journey and I use it as a hashtag on social media. It's learn, lo- learn, love, serve. And it kind of encapsulates, I guess, how I've always moved through life. And I think as a soul, in hindsight, I've put myself in for a lot of learning experiences and different challenges and pain points, but I've had a, somewhat of an awareness that I've been moving through those so some people are very unconscious in the way that they move through all their different challenges but I think I've signed up to learn to learn a great deal and to learn uh, things in really different ways and shapes and forms through life and I think for me I have this awareness to then transmute that learning with love with compassion for my journey and that love creates that that alchemy of my lessons into a form of service. I can take that wisdom and then apply it to my own growth, but also I have that capacity to create a resonance for the clients that I see. And I think because of my wide gamut of different learning challenges and experiences that I've had in life, I can always find a level of alignment with others. I can have that understanding and empathy, but that's only because of the path that I've signed up to walk you know, and I can see that from hindsight, but, you know, when I was in it, you know, I probably did, weren't, wasn't able to see that. But I can totally accept now that I'm here to move through a lot of different challenges for the purpose of being able to then guide others, like the willingness to walk through the dark cave to then shine the light for others to follow. So that kind of explains, uh, you know, from a zoomed out perspective, my methodology to life. Does that make mm. sense? Yes. And I so feel that with you too. Like, um, your presence. I know you, you hate when people talk about you, um, just letting the listeners know Sarah absolutely <laughs> hates it. Um, but I love, 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 love bombing her um, <laughs> because <laughs> she's such a beautiful person and um, your presence when like the way I experience your energy and your presence is you are such a teacher to your core and it literally feels like you've just dropped down into this earth and you've had those experiences and and you know how to, you know, like on a deeper sense of your being that you're having these experiences to overcome them, to grow from them, and then to like remix them with love and give it back to the world, like Absolutely. and give those tools to the world. I so feel that from you. And it's just, it is such an incredible thing to witness somebody else being aware of that, being aware of themselves as well. Like mm-hmm. I think you're, you're very self-aware and um that in itself is just such a gift, isn't it? Mm, you paraphrase that beautifully. That's a really great way of saying 
um, that whole learn, love, serve protocol of just moving through things to to offer the support for others. Because it's, you know, that's the only authentic way that I can show up is through having walked my experience because that's my my most powerful medicine that I can serve with. And, um, yeah, it has to come from that that humble place of, you know, showing up to do the work and then sharing it. That's all I can give. That's all I can give. Mm. So if that's if that's supportive for people, then you know, I'm, I'm living my purpose. I'm doing what I meant to do. And like, I can always come back to the fact that it's because I'm showing up to my stuff that allows me to do that for others. Yes. You definitely are living your purpose. It's like, <laughs> you know, you the work that you do in this world is like, whoa, you're doing some serious shit here. And that's incredible. And it, it certainly has an impact on so many, so many people. Um, my question just coming up from what you were sharing with me is, you know, during those difficult times, those difficult things that you've journeyed in your life, um, were there certain teachers that came to you on your path or, you know, what, what gave you spiritual and sacred support during those times? Well, that's such a good question. Obviously the biggest teachers were the, were the, the obstacles, you know, the, the, the different humans that came in to challenge me and, and to allow my wound to have the opportunity to be um, to be uh, to be schooled on that wound, you know, I've obviously come in with a particular they call it samskara and Sanskrit language, a particular imperfection, a wound like we all are, and then we attract those different teachers, whether they be parents, friends, all sorts of people along the way, partners to to really allow yourself to to gain the wisdom from that particular wound in over to, in order to overcome it and heal, um, and I think. Outside of that, then there were different mentors that came along the way, but I always, I never wanted to, you know, and this will explain, most people know this about me, but I, I'm a nonconformist. So mentors have come along the way for me to kind of observe and, and receive the appropriate instruction and wisdom from, but I always had to move it through my own temple. Um, I always had to kind of, like you said, remix it uh, for it to feel any kind of, of level of worthy, you know, authenticity and, and value for me. Um, I've always been very mindful not to be um, clouded by someone else's impressions and um, because I think that's, I mean, that's, that's a, a danger point for many people to, to be really wrapped up in someone's wisdom and to run with that and that, that can be really dangerous. So I've always had a, a radar for that um, and so I've just taken different pieces of of wisdom and guidance but I think in the the last few years I've really enjoyed just being the antenna of me and whoever's up there and just receiving that direct information and, and just trusting that I'll interpret it and make sense of it as I need to and then you have those beautiful osmosis moments that I think you know very well too that you know different things at the right place at the right time or you don't know how you know what you know you just know it and you, you know I don't know where, where it comes in from but it just um and I think when you get out of your own way enough, you can sit under that beautiful shower of, of wisdom and knowledge and, and just be that just pure conduit. And it never comes from me. It's never Sarah. It's just whatever needs to be expressed in that moment. And I think that's why I love my work so much because I get to do that for eight to ten hours in a day and just be under that. It really just feels like being under a shower and just you know, oh. sharing that wisdom and every client will allow me to tap into whatever they're wanting to, to receive. So I'm just this conduit and, you know, it makes it difficult then because when I spend all of my day talking that language, like I'm talking a language that I really don't, like Sarah doesn't really know where it comes from. 
But when I'm, and I don't even know if the clients are fully cognizant of what I'm saying as well, but I, it just flows. And then, you know, I want to have friendships like that as well. Like it's <laughs> when I'm doing that eight to 10 hours a day, I'm like, but that's the conversations I want to have yes. all the time. And it's like, oh gosh, you know, um, and, and, you know, if I'm, so anything less than that feels just mundane. That's the, yeah, that's the only downside of it all, because I just, I love that kind of ability to stand under a wisdom stream and just let it pass through me because it just feels like love passing through me all the time. And I'll never claim that wisdom is my own. So, you know, when you ask me about who are my guides and who are my teachers, it doesn't even feel like it matters anymore. It almost yeah. feels like it's just the undoing and the unbecoming, the letting go to, to place yourself in that flow of life um, to let that happen. So I'm grateful for my work because it really is what lights me up and, um, you know, it's it's just the Sarah part of life that's probably disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've been sitting here with the biggest smile and I'm giggling because, I mean, this makes so much sense as to why you and I connect. And I, it's actually I'm, I'm hearing as we're sitting that we need to connect way, way, way more um, yeah. because, you know, I've got this girlfriend, Auntie, and I, we've been friends for almost 10 years and we are like serious mystical sisters together and we – Every single day we send each other audio messages and not about normal shit. It's all about like what are we here on earth to do yeah. and incarnation <laughs> and all the stuff. And and then, you know, we stop and we laugh and we think about like, is there anything else to talk about? Is there anything like uh, how can we talk about anything Monday yeah. <laughs> when, when this is what's important in life, you know, and it just cracks me up because I can so relate to you know, what you shared about like your every day is dealing with this deep wisdom and like mm. the actual essence of life and, mm. and not just on your own, you know, like through your own journey, like you yourself and spirit, but with others, it's a shared, a shared experience. And that must just enhance the energy and the calling even more. Absolutely. And it's beyond the mind. And I think that's what I appreciate because all of us are so hijacked by the mind for so many years of our life. And certainly that was my huge implication. And I think the bigger the ego, the bigger the false self, the bigger the mind, the bigger the gift that's on the other side. So I was really tortured by my mind. Mm -hmm. And even when you're talking about your conversations with your girlfriend, it's like they, you know, we can sit and talk spirituality from the intellectual level and this and that, and this means that, and that happened. And I saw that number and, you know, but it's not even that because that's still an intellectualization of things that are way beyond the limited mind. And I think that's what I just love when you add the energy medicine layer to it or the awareness that, you know, we are so much more than the limitation of our mind that that's where the vibration has. So you might be talking about things with your friend, but there's that <laughs> vibration that takes it to the next level that you know you're embodying what yes. you're saying and sensing and feeling versus being able to have that spiritual so-called conversation with someone where it is just still the mind trying to make sense of it, which comes mm. from a defensive posture, comes from a place of, well, I need to make sense of it. You can still be talking about the most spiritual things on earth, but when it comes from that mind, it doesn't have the same kind of level of impact. And I think that's what you're connecting to with your friend. Like you're talking about these concepts, but it's, you know, you're feeling it and there's that energy exchange and, you're being lit up and yeah, it's certainly. That's exactly right. It's, it's um as we're talking daily, it's such a body experience. Like we can feel it emotionally. Sometimes mm. we're just talking and we're like, 
whoa, can you feel what I'm feeling right now? And we'll be able to feel each other. Um, or, you know, someone will walk into our experience. Like, you know, if I'm talking to her, I'll often pass somebody and, and that, that person will be wearing the same perfume as her or something will happen in my physical experience um, that is very much of like an energetic, mm. you know, nature and um it's just such an emotional experience and that brings me back to um your work and and what I find so powerful about it is and this has come up a few times in our conversation it's about the body like I feel like when I see you I'm like my body is safe to be to be heard to be listened to um actually before I left Brisbane I, I I live in Melbourne now um, to the listeners. And before I left Brisbane, I was going through a really difficult time and um, no one would have known this because I was holding it all inwards. And um, I just felt like a, an, a well of emotion just, you know, exploding underneath the surface. And I, and I took part in a session with Sarah. It was part of her mentorship program, which we'll also talk about later in the conversation as well. And I laid down and um, we were just doing like an exercise together. And Sarah came up to me and she, she just put her hands through my hair and she goes, (laughs) I I keep wanting to give you love today. Um, Do you need it? And something within her words and her, her touch and the energy of that moment I just started crying and just the tears kept coming out and I could feel this release. And of course it would happen with you, Sarah, you know, someone that I feel deeply safe with. And, but you just have this, you have this power about you and this energy about you that tells my body recognizes my soul recognizes. Mm. (laughs) It's not my mind. It's my body and my soul. And so sitting there in that space and I needed so much love and nurturance and acceptance, Mm. self-acceptance, I wasn't able to do it for myself, I thought, in the moment, and then you activated that for me and, you know, within me and, and you showed me that, that love and that, that nurturance. Mm. Um, and I just think that's such a special part of your work that you're working with people's energetic bodies, you know, um, as well as their physical bodies. Absolutely. And, and your frequency invited me to connect with you in that way. But if we look at it from a broader perspective, the body is where we heal. The body is where we feel. We can't do that in the mind. So as a practitioner or a, a person who holds space, it could be with your friend. It doesn't have to be in a professional role. We need to create that energy of absolute compassion you know, from a a technical point of view, the first step is to allow people to decompensate because, you know, we walk the world with so much armour and strategies and defensiveness. We don't even realise it, but, you know, our priority in life is to survive. So we've got this incredibly complex nervous system that does that. But the decompensation is the first step. Can you be in my space? Can you be in anyone's space and feel safe to let that decompensation go? But in doing so, chaos is going to be what's on the other side of that. And, you know, it's such a privilege to guide people. You know, people don't know that that's what I'm doing, but it, in, in your example of when you're in the space, like you are feeling safe to decompensate and to move into that space where the emotions could flow. But then in order for us to move back to, um, you know, a, a, a safe place, there has to be that healing push, we call it. There has to be that energy of love. So we've let you decompensate. We've let you come into a bit of what we call chaos, which is just, you know, emotions and not really being in control. 
but then to guide you back to homeostasis or balance or wherever you want to come back to an ordered state, so to speak, we have to wrap that all up in so much love. And that's where I think we can get into danger with the kind of people that hold space for us if, they're, if we're not aware of that kind of process. And I don't do that cognitively. It's, it's an automatic process. But you've, that's what you're describing, that ability mm-hmm. to let go and to then receive the healing push to create back your order. Um, so that's a really special thing that goes beyond the mind and that's why this work can be so powerful. That's exactly what it felt like. Like as you're describing this, I just had this image of um, like, you know, a dam that's like full, like full yeah. to the brim of water yeah. and that that release, that's what it felt like and that's what it feels like when I'm with mm. you. It's like, oh, like I'm so, so full. I'm so, so full. I can't hold this. I'm losing, um, you know, the ability to, to self-regulate and then yeah. it's like boom, you open up and the water flows out. And as you said, that feeling of, that secondary process, I guess, of mm-hmm. coming back into balance. And I think that's a really important thing. There's two important things. Number one, I I think that people find it very difficult to feel um, safe, to fully let go of their emotions and to like let that water out. And then, and then the secondary process of like how do people come back into balance then with love, um, you know, like do you have any strategies around that? Cause especially because I'm just thinking of like today is is Valentine's Day, you know, and I know mm. that this can be a very, it's a beautiful day, um, but it can be very triggering for those people who have gone through lots of relationship trauma and it brings up a lot around like self-love. And so, mm. you know, today it might be a really difficult day for some people feeling a lot of emotion, feeling really pent up. If we were just focusing on those two processes of like mm. that, letting go and then coming back into balance with love um what's coming up for you today on that kind of topic yeah so uh, absolutely love is the only way to um to move forward because love ultimately comes from an embodied presence but that I call it shit soup. My clients would have heard me call shit soup. Shit soup is the. Oh, the shit envi- soup. I thought you said soup. shit soup, like, yeah. like dogs. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you got dogs on your mind. Shit soup. Um, and I probably got that from somewhere, but that just always sticks with me. I don't know where I got that from. See, this is where I don't, I don't know what wisdom comes from where, but anyway, shit soup is, is the place that we exist in when we're controlled by that that defensive nervous system we've got an identity we play a character we have our Mm. beliefs our wounds our trauma we can be a victim of our experiences judgmental etc etc we have to move out of that in order to choose ourselves our authentic truth but we only move out of that when we're ready to and that's you know again we could use the mind you could go to a coach I could give you 10 tips to say this is how you move out but there's got to be that readiness there's got to be like we discussed the decompensation and that means moving into that chaos, moving into discomfort, moving into unknown because shit soup is very familiar, full of anxiety, by the way, because, you you know, you're in the wrong place. Anxiety mm. comes up when we're out of alignment. It's like a warning sign. So that's a clue for people too. But there's got to be a readiness. You might pop your head out of shit soup for a while but return and, oh, I'm in the same relationship. Oh, this is happening again. Why? It's so attractive to stay in there. So you've got to be ready to let that go and get into discomfort. And that's resistance. Like I'll even have clients, you know, and resistance comes up anyway. You know, they could have, um, something could have happened on the way to my session or they could be shaking. Like there's all sorts of ways saying, I I don't want to let go of that armor. I don't want to decompensate. But that's the only ticket in 
you know, you invited me when you were lying on that table. I could sense you invited me. You decompensated and you invited me to bring that healing push to bring you back to order. So this, so that's the number one thing. There has to be a willingness and a decision mm. to even just be curious about life outside of Shih Tzu where it's way beyond the mind, where it potentially won't make sense, where you're not going to get any benefit from the wounds or beliefs that have kept you in that same story and narrative of Shih Tzu. And that means letting go of a lot. Even though it, it's, life is so much better outside of Shih Tzu, it means letting go of a lot, a lot of conditioned stuff. So in terms of love then, it's about choosing loving actions you know, it's about investigating and being curious about that version of yourself that doesn't have narratives, belief systems, wounds. Like, who is that? And and essentially, it's just nothing except for your name. I am Emily. I am Sarah. Nothing else matters in that space. And so it's like, does this person, situation, environment, decision, ritual, food, does it move me to love? Does it move me to the expression of my authentic truth? Does it, you know, it, it, what would she do? What would that version of me do that absolutely loves herself? Uh, it starts there. It starts with that ability to find that level of lovability and and being in love with you, even if it's just a snippet of that, even if you've got to fake it till you make it. But it's, it's you know, does this, does this move me towards love or is this decision, person, situation, choice devaluing? Is it showing me a lack of worth? Is it rejecting? myself and moving me back towards shit soup and it's just being able to have the presence to decide am I going upstream or am I going downstream and eventually you'll build that muscle that's no I can't reject myself anymore because she's bloody amazing you know and I'm going to choose her every single time and every time you do you're voting for that expression of your truth in the world every day and we're human so it's never going to be perfect we'll spend time in shit soup and I always tell my clients when you've got awareness of it, you'll be just visiting, like in Monopoly. You won't mm-hmm. be choosing to kind of sit in that. You won't identify with it, but you understand that because the majority of the world lives in that kind of vibration, you might have to visit, but it's certainly not your home turf. Your vibration of love is somewhere way beyond, uh, and that's the invitation to move to there. But it starts with self. It starts with making those loving choices, and it could be as simple as, Do I need to go to bed at 10 or, you know, like what's a loving choice? And that's the cool thing too when you come back to the autonomy. A loving choice isn't dogmatic. You know, in shit soup, you know, it's like you must go to bed at this time, you must eat this type of food, you must be this. Whereas in the loving space, it's it could be different every day. The loving action might be go to bed at 2 a.m. because you're having a great time with your friends or, you know, one day it might be going to bed at 8, you know, just using those examples. But it changes and if you're embodying that loving choice it's not so much about the choice that's not going to hit the sides you know if a loving choice is to have a block of chocolate if you're making that choice out of absolute deep present love it's not about that the fact that you've made the loving choice is like the showing to the universe that you're respecting yourself enough to choose love and from that, M, like the byproduct of you choosing love over and over again, even if you start with the tiny small steps, is whatever you're wanting, a great relationship, abundance, health. You know, she needs to come first and mm. she is your ticket out of shit soup. No one else, not me, not a book, 
not an affirmation. It's just those small loving choices that build up, you know, it's consistency rather than intensity. And that beats any kind of spiritual practice or, you know, it's coming right back home. It's letting go of the big, loud, noisy, shiny stuff and just that simple. And there's no audience. This is the cool thing. There's no audience involved with coming back to self-love. You're not going to get a medal or you're not going to be able to Instagram post it. It's just those tiny little, <laughs> I choose me, you know, it's, and it's as simple as that. So on Valentine's Day, see how many loving choices you can make um, oh. that, that pull you towards you because you're Emily, not because you're Emily with this backstory or this situation or this figure in your bank account or whatever, like let that go. That's all a commodification of shit soup and none of that is important to where you're going. Some people will get that. Some people will stay in shit soup for, forever. Some of our family and friends will and we can't change that. But the people that this lands with will understand that it's not an if, it's a when, it's inevitable. And the cool thing about being in that loving presence of self, that's where your, I talk about medicine, that's where your unique gift can be expressed to the world and again that doesn't mean you've got a a business in healing or uh, you know anything fantastic but it's the the daily exchanges that are coming from that place of ordered love you know that place of love that makes all the difference in the world and that's all we need that raises the consciousness of the planet right there come back to self release the need to have an audience and make loving choices it all builds up and makes such a deep impact on the world I'm literally holding my heart because it's just so true, Sarah, and so beautiful. And, like, it just shows us that, I mean, anyone who's sitting here right now is listening to this is feeling activated. And it reminds us of that truth that we all know. You know, it's a mm. wisdom that we all know, um, but put together so beautifully in, in such a way that I think so many women especially will relate to. And what I love about you know, this truth is that it's accessible. You don't need to pay anyone for this. No. You don't need to buy anything. You don't need to go and do anything. It is such an accessible internal process. And it should be like that. That's what you're looking for because shit soup is full of that commodification of marketing and, and all of that stuff. And it's, you know, it really should be the things that, that are simple and come back to ourself that are going to have the most profound impact and and giving up that that's a hard thing that's a hard thing to give up the need to do what everyone else is doing or follow a course of action that everyone else is doing but understand that that's all part of an environment that is not your home turf not your natural space so it's the unbecoming you know it's the letting go of all of that that is the hardest thing to do it's not the becoming or getting better or healing it's letting go of that indoctrination that we came into as a young person that's the path and that's that's such a personal private path you know it's it's nothing that's going to be lauded upon or recognized even it really is just a personal path that you're walking um, and that doesn't mean you don't do all of the the shiny stuff you know that's all that's all beautiful and helpful but at the core of it needs to be that respect for self um, of coming into something that that is that is the hard yards without necessarily the um the the recognition for it and that's true change and most of my clients are at this space now like this is the work exactly what I've been talking through this is where so many of my clients are it must be a big shift in where we're at is just the willingness to break up with um, a world we could call it a patriarchal world like whatever you know you don't even again it doesn't really need identification or labeling but 
that's where we're all at. We're going, oh, actually, there's a whole different experience and it, re- re- it re- revolves around coming back to my heart, coming back to my temple, coming back to me. We've been sold this massive commercialization and, um, you know, that's going to be an unpopular thought. But if I look back and look at my process, that's what I can, that's what I can articulate has been the only way. It meant breaking up with a lot of things. It meant unattaching to a lot, detaching to a lot of things. Um, and that's why I can feel quite calm in the world despite the craziness that's going on around because I've got deep connection to my heart. It's always going to be there. It's all I have. It must build such a, a strong sense of trust working working with energy in this way on a daily basis and seeing those transitions between, you know, um, how, how your clients were, what, what your clients were going through um, on their journeys, you know, five or even 10 years ago versus today it must, you know, instill exactly. in such trust of like the process and the fact that we're all like, we're all held, you know, like our journeys are all held. Yes. Yes. Well said. Well mm. said. And these the, the clients that are kind of moving into this work of now coming home to themselves, the work has, has moved away from leaning in, so to speak, and going, oh, look at that, you know, that must have been from when you were five or that's that particular trauma and that's, you know, we've done that leaning in and there comes a time when it's necessary to lean out, so to speak, and start looking and falling in love with and being absolutely enamoured at her. Does that make sense? There's a, there's a there's a leaning out now. There's no need to kind of look back into the shadow. That that'll happen naturally. That'll show up when it needs to show up. But there comes a point in our work where leaning in becomes uh, a, a backward step. You, again, we're just going in that cycle of the exact same thing that that shit suit model wants. And um, so there is a leaning, particularly for my clients, and I reckon probably more collectively as well, to just stop looking at the the mess we understand our shadow but now can, can we just really just start adoring the incredible essence that we all are and because that's a reflection of the the greater consciousness too you know our universe is within is is without and all those sorts of kind of cliched sayings um, but it really is you know if we're wanting to move towards a different experience on the planet it starts at that very basic thing of self um, so it's the leaning out that I'm enjoying working with a, a huge number of clients at the moment. Oh, Sarah, I so feel that too. It's like, have you noticed over the, and I'm, you're, you've already like summed it up perfectly, but, and it's just interesting that you're giving framework and words to like this um, sensing that I've had just within my own, uh, just within my own life over the last mm-hmm. um, little bit. But, you know, there definitely was that period of time where it's like, hang on, like I have wounding, I have triggers, I have yeah. I have things. Okay, it came from my mum doing this or my dad doing this or generational stuff and it was just awareness, awareness, awareness. Exactly. The interconnectedness of everything. And then I just dropped off that for like probably a year because it just used to annoy me then. I was like looking too deep into my why I am the way I am. It felt like too much. It started to become like, oh, this is like a mental battering mm-hmm. <laughs> every day of like mm. trying to figure out, you know, what's wrong and why I'm wrong. And it doesn't move you. There's a certain point. But at first it's like, yes, it shines the light. And then you're like, wow, like there's so many, so, so much more to me than what I think. But then it gets to this point where you're like, I'm not getting anywhere mm. with all this information. <laughs> 
it's a necessary step, isn't it? It's, a, it's an absolute yeah. necessary. You will use the word awareness and awareness is always what invites change under that beautiful umbrella of acceptance and compassion. But the awareness or that, you know, the looking at it and leaning in still is a construct of the mind. We're wanting to make yes. sense of it. We're wanting to understand it. It's still on the level of the mind. And remember, we heal in the body. So eventually, just like you expressed beautifully, is that we then move into the you know the embodiment work and you know not needing to make sense of things trusting whether it's energy work that we do or our own personal work but just coming home to the body like gardening like doing the basics of just I'm in my body I don't need to look in I trust that I've made sense of it that's the invitation now I can just come back to this beautiful temple of the body and allow things to naturally process I I um have this privilege when I'm working with clients of getting a lot of metaphors I don't know if you've experienced oh you would have experienced that with mem too but in your sessions as well like clients give me different analogies metaphors descriptions visions and they're always different for whoever the energy I'm with but they're always gold because like oh that's a really cool way of explaining it so I get this like encyclopedia of analogies but to to share with you what came up recently um, with this whole idea of leaning out leaning in is the metal and the water elements in Chinese medicine, which I know you've done some work around, and metals that really, the, the, the shit soup, the control, the rigidity, the belief systems, the authoritarian, the mind, um, and water, which is generated by metal, is more that intuitive, the flow. And you used that water analogy before, but it's like the metal energy is that constant. We're in prison and we've decided to dig the tunnel under prison to escape. But it takes constant work. You know, it's like every night, dig, 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 come back up, be in prison in shit soup. Dig, 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 look a little bit deeper in my experience. And, oh, yeah, I was a victim there. That hurt. I'm, that makes sense. Dig, dig, dig. And this takes years, you know, different healers, different therapists, different situations, different learnings. And eventually that day comes where you pop up out of your tunnel and you see freedom. And the coolest thing is that right where you pop up, and see freedom is a river and right by that river's edge is a boat and as soon as you see that you're on your way so it's like the hard work comes from moving away from the metal and the imprisonment and as soon as you get through that there's the flow there's the body wisdom there's the intuition there's the safety and emotions and feelings and off you go and the ride becomes so much easier but there's the hardest work is um, is undoing from that that doctrine, and then then you can get into the to the flow. So I think that probably sums up what you were alluding to then with the the leaning in and leaning out of your experience too. Yeah, definitely. You know, just that transition of like we all know what it feels like to just be stuck in our minds to feel like we're trying to solve absolutely everything, and mm-hmm. it's an impossible task. And I think it's something that you know. Um, we're being almost generated to do that right now, especially like in social media and and just the fact that, you know, the world is talking more about um, self-awareness, but from more of a mental um, sort of plane of like, you know, beliefs and rewiring your thoughts and, and finding out those triggers and finding out those wounds and making those connections. But it just feels like it's, it's just giving more fuel and more energy to the, to the mind to overcome. It's like Mm. figure this out, solve yourself, figure it out. You know, it's this endless cycle and it's like, it would take us, it's an impossible task, you know, it's going to take forever and ever and ever. And, and what I love about um, how, you know, where you're drawing our focus is like, 
back to the body, back to the heart, mm. back to love, back to feeling, back to emotion. And like on that kind of front, I, I find it fascinating that over the last few years, we've started to see a lot more around menstrual cycle awareness and a lot of, mm. um, you know, beautiful work around understanding women's bodies and how we bleed. And, and if we aren't bleeding, what's going on there? And just being willing to look at at how our bodies are functioning and letting go or holding on or where we're experiencing pain and and also like a lot more um, work at the moment around like w- women's sensuality and sexuality, which I think is like so good for all of us to be talking about and just tapping into more. Mm. We're certainly coming home and, you know, from my perspective, because I've been trained in a lot of the the Eastern philosophies as well, it's so nice that we are almost coming full circle to expand into the awareness that our nature, our nature is a reflection of nature in, a, in the whole and all of that menstrual cycling and the way we're returning to our innate sexuality and, and womb wisdom and all of that is just, it just lights me up because I think that's our only way home. You know, it's our only way out of the, the reductionistic um, way of looking at our bodies and health and um, that we've had for, for so many years. So I think it's necessary and I think that's what, that's what I'm deeply passionate about is understanding that we are, you know, we are modern and we have this incredible left brain awareness and sciences as offered us so much, but we do need to zoom out and include and come back home to nature, to the nature of, of ourselves and the world around us and I'm, that's always going to that's always going to be what my work's wrapped up in there has to be that bridge between eastern and western and um, modern and ancient to really truly deeply understand ourselves. and I think as you say more women in particular are starting to find that resonance with deeper stuff that goes beyond the medical model or beyond what science could ever explain you know um, there has to be that space for magic because the ancients mm. relied upon you know, whether it was using plant medicine or, or just an awareness of nature cycles to create understanding, you know, and that, and it, so much of our awareness is beyond conscious reasoning and the fact that we're, we're, we're more willing to trust that, you know, we don't have to explain the science behind it. Sometimes they can, um, which is just putting words to what the ancients already knew. But I just love that we're able to come back to that deeper, deeper, deeper true connection and, you know, whether it's explainable or not, the energy, the body, is so cool. Speaking to that kind of sacred mentorship, today's a really special day. Um, we didn't plan this actually, but we <laughs> happened to to record this podcast on on Love Day, and Sarah actually has a really exciting um, course that she is launching today. Is that correct? Yeah. Yep. The um, energy medicine mentorship, mastering your energy medicine. We call it MEM for short, M E double M, and uh, it's a, it's a beautiful eight week online program that that works this western eastern model and understanding beautiful and it, it's starting on february 28th that's running it. for eight weeks it's accessible to everyone around the world so it doesn't matter whether you're in canada or america or australia um this is a course that that everybody is welcome to take part in um who would you recommend this course for who did you create this with in mind because you know whenever we create something we think about in terms of like who would recommend this to as our friends that's how we create you know we want to create good things for the world and like who would you recommend this for it's kind of if what we've been saying for the last half hour or so resonates with you that's that's probably a key indicator that this would be something for you it 
it allows you to return home to a deeper knowledge. It allows you to deconstruct from um, belief system or way or belief systems or ways of working that uh, are a dogmatic approach. So utilizing the understand of, understanding of Eastern philosophies, we look at the Vedic system, we look at the Chinese system, we look at quantum physics, metaphysics, and then of course the the modern nervous system and when people are able to understand their place in all of it, they're more able to trust their own unique wisdom and intuition and that then becomes the medicine that they can move through the world with. So we look at energy medicine, then we look at the mechanics of it, so, you know, muscle testing and intuition and different processes of of energy medicine utilisation and then we actually have some protocols that we can use on family and friends or in our own professional workplaces and so it's this well-rounded practical yet um yet understanding so everyone it meets everyone in different ways because everyone's so different on their journey but um yeah if it's if you want to kind of zoom out and have a have a broader understanding to help reduce the noise that's who it would really speak to you know that's a hard question to answer him because it's (laughs) I, I don't, I don't even, see, I don't do, I'm such a non-conformist that I don't even do business planning or things like that. I just go, here's the program. This is what I'm passionate about. And I just trust that it'll make sense to the people who need it. Yes. They'll feel it. Um, I love so that about I, you. I, I love don't even that. have the marketing speak. Like, I don't know. That's such a weird, it's, no, I it's, tried it's very... to answer it, but I don't know if I did a good job at it because well, my mind now... just goes to mush. <laughs> no, I'm going to jump in too, because I just want to say that how this all came about was I was really pestering Sarah for the longest time after, you know, having so many sessions with her. I'm like, I just want to learn more about what's going on. <laughs> about that. Yeah. Remember, like, I think it was that out. Was like, you. That's right. The whole point that I did this is you. That's right. I mean, it was like just me pestering Sarah guys over like email text I'm like okay I just love my sessions with you like what is going on when we're together like I wanted to know more and at first started off with some book recommendations um that I you know read that Sarah recommended um that I read and they were fantastic and then I was like I just want to learn from from this amazing woman I want to learn what she has to what she has to teach and and it's you know like same same kind of energy that you have, Sarah, where it's like, it's not something specific that I wanted to know. I just wanted to learn whatever it is that you feel called to teach right now. Cause I knew that's exactly what I needed um, to be. So organically. And, mm-hmm. and so that's when Sarah launched her first mentorship program that I was a part of. And what I got from it was not only spending such incredible potent time with Sarah as as a guide and as a teacher um, and all the benefits that comes with understanding more about um, her work and the process and what we're experiencing when we have those sessions but also being in connection with other women all around the world who are also as Sarah touched on in different states of their uh, different parts of their journey I guess Mm -hmm. Um, but the energy that it created amongst us and that connection and just being able to sit with other women on a regular basis who are also asking those questions of life and being willing to understand and receive and and work on self-awareness and and build their intuition and women from all walks of life like some who are very Mm. mystical like us and then others who you know are a bit more um, practical like it's just it was really Mm. interesting to be connected to women with all different personalities all with that common asking yeah I love that isn't that cool that it just attracts so many different different people different we all wear a different suit right we all have that different human suit but yet at the core we're all made up of exactly the same thing and I think that's what I love those ties from each of those 
women who have this different persona out there in the world to go, hang on a minute, let's just for whatever 90 minutes a week or however we like, let's just all come back and be feeding off the same juiciness of love. And we're all, yeah, you've explained it really well. It's, it's pretty magical. And people Mm -hmm. just then absorb and take and receive what they need out of it. And um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a pretty cool process. And you described it much better than I could because I really don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It's because you're a sweetheart and you hate talking about yourself. That's true. Just like a true girlfriend, I'll jump in there and start hot crewing you up. <laughs> you put a you put an Instagram post uh, story up just before our, our chat, and you said something about I'm speaking to a really well experienced and well known. I'm like, am I? <laughs> I don't even I don't even see myself as any of that. It's so weird, um, oh, and I love that. I don't ever want to change that about me, and that's what you're always going to get. I talk to you exactly. You know, it's just I I'm who I am. That's something that I'll. Oh, I can, yeah, I can only be me. My, my commodity is me, always. Yes. You're, a genuine, you're a genuine bloody soul. Sarah, <laughs> I want to get into just in our last sort of 10 minutes together, mm-hmm. what, um, what a session with you looks like. Um, so from the, from the point of view of someone who has taken a session, I've had, uh, as I touched on earlier in the conversation, um, I've had sessions with Sarah in both in person where I've gone to see her in her beautiful sacred space in Sherwood in Brisbane, where, um, you know, it starts with a consult and then I lay down and then we have, you know, an in-person session that way. And I've also had sessions with Sarah, um, both when I was in the States and also Canada, um, doing remote sessions. Um, so that would be really cool to get into as well, how those work for people who want to interact with you. Uh, who are maybe in mm. a different country right now. Um, but, yeah, it'd be really interesting, like from, from the point of view of someone who's in that space with you, what I love about your process is it's something about all the books that you have and all the interesting sacred tools that you're working <laughs> with. Just imagine, guys, like this beautiful sacred space and you, you lay down and Sarah has all these books and papers and mystical tools and essences and it's just such an experience and I I love that it's just yeah something about it really activates me especially those books that have all the information that you're going through Mm -hmm. um would you be able to just describe what's going on in a session and and maybe from the point of view of you as as the practitioner as the teacher what are you seeing what are you feeling what's coming through oh I love that question thank you um So the premise of kinesiology is that we use a muscle test to find stress in the body. So I think in America they call it applied kinesiology because kinesiology as a word is what us Australians call human movement. So they think we're dealing with muscles and bones and more of that biomechanic point of view. Um, But applied kinesiology just means that we're using a muscle within the body to locate stress. And so the science behind kinesiology is that muscle, if it doesn't contract or relax when I spindle it, when I ask it to, it means that there's a blockage in that that feedback to the brain, which denotes stress. And then we use more of the Eastern philosophy, the tools that you speak about, sound, holding acupressure points, pranic healing or Reiki, um, smells, all these different tools and, and more of the spirituality side of things to clear the stress. And there's something about that dynamic of the science finding the stress and then the spiritual concepts clearing the stress that the body responds to really really beautifully and the difference between just talk therapy is that kinesiology uses that muscle so that we can bypass the mind because the mind has 
like we when we talk about shit soup, it has its own mechanisms of defense. You know, if you've ever been talking to a therapist, you can at some point control where you go. You know, you've got those 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 process or even when you're talking to a friend or a partner you can you can control what you want to say and what you don't want to say and there's yes, all that psychology very clever, very, yes. very clever at getting out of those sticky situations right. and people like you and I that have had some deep history we we know this we know exactly how to to control processes for our um so-called benefit which which doesn't get us anywhere kinesiology actually works really beautifully with talk therapy but for those people that don't want to hash or don't want to you know that have these really strong mechanisms of defense that are not going to be penetrable just through talk therapy kinesiology gets to bypass that mind we get to we get to make the unknown known so in that limbic brain where all of that that fogginess and bullying and criticism and stories and wounding and trauma exists, we kind of let that come up to the smart brain through that awareness that you spoke about, through the ability to see it and make sense of it. And it doesn't always happen literally. Like we're not making an unknown known in a very literal way. It's just the body having those valves opened to let stress make sense on some deep level. Um, so we're working with the subconscious, we're working with the body. And that means, you know, we can get, we can go where we need to go because the body has the keys to unlock the doors and it knows exactly what needs to happen, what domino needs to be pressed first, way beyond our mind could ever. Like um, the the plan that our mind might have in to get well would be completely different when we let the body guide us. It knows what needs to be dealt with first. And so we trust that. And the books you talk about are all my manuals or my protocols. So the founder of Neuroenergetic Kinesiology, Hugo Tabar, has written all the manuals. So just about everything in the body because everything can be what we call formatted and formatted is the, the language of kinesiology. And I use to format, we use hand mudras. So any of the, the yoga people would understand hand mudras and they're combined with acupressure points. So that's crazy in itself because we're using the Vedic tradition on the hands and then touching the acupressure points from the Chinese medicine model. And that creates this like um, chord. It's like when you play a chord on the piano. When I put these combination of formats onto the body, it accesses this deep resonance in the body for whatever I'm asking of it. So I could ask to look at, you know, the, the aorta valve. You know, I could look at like deep, um, you know, physical things, but we could look at you know, earth star chakras and spiritual things. There's really nothing that hasn't been formatted to the language of kinesiology. So we're just putting the formats on. And when that format shows stress, we clear the stress and the body is always in charge. So I just become the guide and the body tells us where we need to go. It tells us what tools to use to clear stress. And that's the, I think the really important thing to emphasize here, Em, is that every manual that your body asks me to use, whether I need to balance your adrenals or balance your heart chakra, and every tool that you ask me to use, be it a bell, be it a smell, be it an essence, be it an oracle card, is of your body's choosing via that muscle test. It's never anything that I choose. I never go, oh, I reckon M needs the singing bowl in her solar plexus. It's always just that, that muscle guiding. So it's there's no dogma, no doctrine. There's no framework I'm trying to fit you into. There's no labeling. I'm not going to call you an empath or a narcissist. That's so much to do with the mind. It really is just this free ability for your body to speak and show us the way. And that seems to be a very powerful process of allowing people to unwind and move out of shit soup and back to love. 
Um, so that's that's probably the best way I could explain it. Um, now, did you ask me something else? The online, you probably have more of an experience of how to describe the difference because you've had both. But because energy moves beyond time and space, you can still experience um, the exact same session as you would via Zoom. Or, oh, or yeah. Have- like I'm so excited to share my experience with you because it's so clear in my mind. Um, first of all, I just want to say that you described the experience so like in such detail and in such a beautiful way. Like I, I feel like the listeners are going to have such a clear idea of just the potential for the experience oh, if, if they book in with you. So thank you. Like it's just, yeah, you put that so beautifully. Oh, and I just also want to say that, um, what a huge responsibility, you know, like what a huge responsibility to to be there with somebody, to hold space for somebody that you handle with such grace. And I just want to like, again, celebrate you, Hannah, my heart. So you're just such a beautiful, amazing oh, thank person. You. And I kind thank of, you for, you know, doing this for the community. I love it. And because our egos, I always say to the client, like, you're, I have no idea what's going to happen in the session. Neither does that person. So like, our egos get shoved in the corner and it's just such a like refreshing and exciting opportunity. Sarah gets shoved in the corner, clients get shoved in the corner. Like none, neither of us matter in the moment. And that's what I just think. I just think like we, we like tear this rip in the portal of just going, okay, for this next hour or so, it's like your body is the most prized, prioritized, loving thing and yeah that's um it's a cool thing to do it not it doesn't feel like a big responsibility it feels like liberating for both of us <laughs> yes definitely yeah definitely it's so just tell so us about your experience online okay so um well I want to share that like just two things from both in session when I was with you and then online um so what what came up in one of my first sessions with you actually it was my very first session with you um for days I had been craving and needing in my life the scent of Palo Santo, um, but I couldn't find it anywhere. And then when I was laying down having my session with you, you go, oh, yeah, your body wants Palo Santo. <laughs> and you walked over to the to your shelf, grabbed it and, you know, lit that baby up. And I was like, oh, yes, this is, this is it. And then during our session, I also was seeing the colour like emerald green. And, and during my first session, that was post that breakup. So I was doing a lot of my body was obviously doing a lot of healing work on my heart chakra. Mm-hmm. And um, so I kept seeing this beautiful emerald green um, colour during our session. And I had just, you know, I was just staring up at the ceiling. And then when you went to pick an oracle card, the card that fell out onto my chest, onto my heart, was this beautiful green emerald crystal card. Um, it was the, yeah, a crystal card that represented mm. like an emerald and the heart chakra. So just to show listeners the power of, you know, your own intuition working with this experience that you're having together, mm. it's just really, really beautiful. Um, and then so when I was overseas, uh, I had two sessions with Sarah, both, both when I was in um, the States and also in Canada. And um, the one that's coming to mind was when I was in Canada. Um, And during that time, I was having heaps of visions and dreams around Egypt and around these blue galactical beings. I could see myself. This might sound pretty out there to people who are listening, but I'm (laughs) going to share it because I think it's cool. Um, Yeah, I was having a lot of dreaming in 2020 um, and I kept seeing myself as this like blue galactical kind of like warrior being. And um, 
And it was really cool. It was a really amazing experience. I didn't tell anyone about it because it's not really something that comes up in, you know, average mm. conversation. Um, but I had a session with Sarah. I, I, I booked in a session with you because I was going through, uh, you know, a lot of stuff as most people were during the pandemic. And I had a lot of stuck emotion, um, a lot of heat in my sacral. I could feel heaps of heat in my sacral and in my root. Um, and so I booked in a session with you for a chakra, um, a, sh- a chakra session. And I knew I knew I needed some some help and some support with you know releasing some of that stress in my body. So in our session, um, basically how it works, just on a practical level, is you set up Zoom. Sarah will send you a, a link, and you jump into a call together. And what I love about working with Sarah is that you don't have to do anything. You don't need to say anything. You don't need to speak about your problems. You can literally just lay there and just receive. It's like the ultimate mothering. That's what it feels like. <laughs> get to be Sarah calls it a blob um get to be a blob um but I see myself as like a baby I just get to lay there be a baby and like be mothered it's so beautiful um because the work is just happening and um in in our session together Sarah picked up through doing um remote kinesiology basically Sarah asked to surrogate for you um Mm -hmm. and taps into your energy system remotely is that that's uh, right. Yeah. That's yeah. correct. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. And um, through that process, she picked up without me saying anything that I had heaps of heat in my sacral and heaps of heat in my root. So confirming what I already knew um, psychically and spiritually and had been writing about and um, actively adding modalities into my life to help to release heat in that area. So Sarah picked up on that um, through our session. And also at the end of the session, and this is not like a typical conversation, Sarah and I don't <laughs> at that point weren't getting into this kind of conversation with each other about these types of things. But <laughs> she goes, um, I, during our session, I heard <laughs> the words come home and I heard, and I saw, I saw this blue galactical being. <laughs> she had she had drawn a photo of this blue galactical being, and she's like, "That might be really weird." I'm like, "No, that's actually right on time." <laughs> <laughs> and it was so cool, and just to kind of um illustrate the connection and and the psychic connection um that that energy work and work of this nature has that that you don't need to be in the same room in the same country it is timeless and you know this is something that I'm open to because I deal you know on a daily basis with the spiritual you know I'm communicating constantly with my brother who's in um the spirit realm I'm very open to this like reality of the the multi-layered, multi-faceted, multi-dimensional nature of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it was really cool to to connect with you on this because you know as you as you so beautifully and eloquently described before and earlier through your work, you're working with science and you're also working with the spiritual. Mm. You're working with that Western and that Eastern philosophy. Yeah. And so yeah, it was really beautiful to experience that with you. Yeah, I, I, I've got beautiful memories of that. And then there's something about you having to eat cool foods and then the next minute you're, you know, on Instagram making these beautiful, I don't know, cool smoothies or something that was really cool. But I, I do want to mention that, again, you know, you could say that I have intuitive gifts, but I really am just picking up on what clients are willing for me to see. So many sessions do feel like that. It's like I, I knew that, I felt that. It's very affirmative. Um, because it is about guiding you home to trusting that. So sometimes the sessions beyond the healing and the energy is about gaining that trust. Oh, yeah, that's, you know, I can 
what what I felt that 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 galactic thing was yeah I need to listen to that so that's you know the gift some some clients might not have any of that kind of experience in their session it really is reflective not so much of my gifts of the willingness of of the energy to give you messages and for you to interpret I'm never going to give you messages that you can't well I'm never going to be given myself the messages that you won't be able to interpret or make sense in yourself so everyone's like oh my god it's so spot on well it's not me. Does that make sense? It's not me doing yes. it. It's the willingness for you to listen to what your body's wanting to say to you. Um, because it's coming I, from you. It's coming from you as an the conduit. Like, what an incredible experience for for you if you find yourself in you know in, in Sarah's you know room or, or doing um a, a Skype session with her, knowing that it's coming from you. It's not from an outside source. It's right. it's coming from within. And and if you're ha- like. Yeah, so just basically don't be don't be disappointed if you don't see blue galactical beings <laughs> because <laughs> you have your own your own special yes. messages that are coming through for you to listen to that will help to enhance your your vitality, your well-being and your connection. That's exactly right. Well said, Em. You're good at deciphering all of this and putting it into words. And Thank you. Will still years feel- of law school and having to read a million things and then summarise it because I am like <laughs> a fake it till you make it kind of person <laughs> to the death. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm a skim reader, skim, 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 grab all the potent information and summarise, but it's Put all from law school. Yeah. Oh, you're bloody but, good but, at it. But, but your content is is way more interesting to me and, <laughs> and things that I don't really want to summarise. But <laughs> That's awesome. But you do, you still feel energy, don't you, when you're a million miles away online, you'll still feel the energy in your body too, which which blows people away. Yes, yes, you do. And you know, it's something that um I mean, I had one session with you in person, one session in person, and the majority of my sessions with you were remote. And um, you know, for somebody who has I've I've got definitely an openness to this, but if something does not resonate and it's not the real deal, I, I won't um, take part in it and so yeah the fact that we've had so many sessions together um I just want to like let the listener know and they'll they'll be able to make up their own mind anyway um from Absolutely. their own experiences and their own journey but I just want to share that that was my journey um and mm-hmm. and it was it's been amazing mm-hmm. being able to interact with you through through zoom and I think if anything it's it's um it's really cool because it does show you as an individual like okay I don't need to be, I don't need to read this book. I don't need to do this thing. There's nothing that I need to do no. in order to be connected. And I think that Zoom format kind of reminds us of that because mm-hmm. you're, you're having this experience and you can feel it. It's such, a, you can, it's a feeling experience, um, but you're via Zoom. So it makes you just kind of aware of yourself and how multi-layered you are and our, our deep capacity to heal within, like on our mm-hmm. own. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing. The world is smaller than, you know, it's so connected now these days through all those mediums and, yeah, reminds of us, reminds us of our huge expansiveness, which I love that people are starting to remember. Perfect word. Perfect word to end the session on today. Mm-hmm. Sarah, I just <laughs> want to say thank you so much from the bottom of my heart and soul. I truly love you so dearly and you mean so much to me. You mean so much to the world, um, to your clients, and I just want to say thank you for your time, for everything that you do, the person that you are, like you're seen, you're loved, you are so appreciated. And I just, I wish you all the blessings in the world. Um, and I, and just while that love bomb is sinking in, <laughs> I, I would love, <laughs> I would love if, if you could just end today's session by sharing with the listeners and with me, um, 
is there anything that you want to grow more conscious of this year around your work, around anything that's coming up in your life that you just want to grow and learn in? I had the most incredible three weeks off over Christmas and because of the situation I didn't travel anywhere, which is always another reason to stay on a particular mindset. But three weeks at home made me really feel into who I am when I'm not of service and it was a really coming home to me um, because obviously everything I am is is my work uh, but just being able to to really meet me for the first time uh, in a long time and I really enjoyed that and it made me it made me use the word trust a little while ago it made me feel so safe to know that whatever wants to come my way this year is welcome whether it be a good thing a bad thing I'm so so able to sit in trust of my uh, tools and in trust that anything that comes my way is for my betterment Uh, and it just allows me to feel so open and expansive and held in a loving way to move through uh, this year with whatever needs to come it's a totally different way to um to meet this this year so that's what I'm that's my kind of philosophy this year very simple but just open to whatever comes you know not trying to put any goals or um, intentions around anything just be really open because I trust that it'll be what it needs to be oh you have everything that you need and the <laughs> image that was coming up as as you were sharing this was like Hermione's you know how like in Harry Potter Hermione has that little bag that has everything in it <laughs> I feel like you are the embodiment of that it's like mm. this beautiful mystical pouch that you can pull in there and you can get anything that you need out of that oh that's beautiful <laughs> it's it's hard sometimes because people say you know, how are you going? And, you know, everyone's in with, with a lot of challenges at the moment, but mm-hmm. I, it's hard to say I'm, I feel, I feel great. I love you know? hearing that. I love it's, hearing that. It's okay. It you know, and great. maybe, maybe, you know, I've, it's just, it's, it's a weird position to be in when you're in that water, you know, you've dug yourself out of prison and you're in the water and it's safe to actually feel good in the world and flow and place yourself in alignment with what needs to happen without any judgments or labeling good, bad, you know, nothing's good or bad. It just is. Nothing's wrong or right. It just is. Nothing's, you know, or think of all the duality. It's just, and, and there's so much peace that comes from that. So I've got to get better when people say, how are you to go? Yeah, I'm, I'm great. You know, even if it goes against the the grain of everyone else saying, oh God, it's shit and I'm scared or, um, but I want to own that too. That's probably something else I want to claim this year that, you know, I'm, I'm allowed to feel, feel good, even if it's not the popular opinion. Yes, I love hearing that. When I check in with my friends and when I check in with you um, and I ask you how you are and you say, look, I'm really good, I'm like, yes, I love hearing that. I love having that energy around me and, like, is there any better feeling than knowing other people are well? Like, is that not just the most beautiful healing presence on earth, knowing that people around you are well? And And to have permission. I invite, you know, the listeners to have permission to claim that, to not have to to mask or downplay their own happy experiences because it might put someone else off. Um, and, and that's definitely, that's definitely something that we should claim more of if we're feeling good to, to really own it. And, and because so much of my life I've come back to the crowd uh, and, you know, really connected to a story that was necessary to fit in, even if it went so against the grain. And, you know, if there's one more thing, Em, if you've got time for me to share, because it's just sitting in my head and just really wants to be said, is that okay? Of course. Yeah. I've got all, um, all the time in the world for you. I I attract these 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 clients that have spent so much time in their head, in their mind, just like me, because it's my backstory too. 
um, this really strong left brain logical rationality that borders on the lines of them being then depressed and to anxious and and I just want to really emphasize that if people have that experience or if they're undergoing depression anxiety a lot of the time the patriarchal model wants to label it as being a mental health disorder or something else and 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 often it can be but don't underestimate the power of that depressive energy or that sad energy or that low energy is just a sign that you're misaligned with your beautiful truth you're in the wrong situation or the wrong relationship or the wrong this and that and I just invite all people to whether it's through kinesiology or just to to feel safe in unpacking that that big story and I don't think I'm ever going to be able to articulate it how well as I want to but for years and years and years I was labeled in that and went through the whole process associated with that but if I look back with hindsight I was just always alienated from my beautiful special truth and the more I own that beautiful stress special truth that is so unique to me and so different to everyone else and the more I feel comfortable with being a non-conformist and walking a different path the more I can light up and shine and expand so for anyone that has that energy over them don't think there's something wrong with you or that you know you're mentally unwell I just think there's such a big invitation to know that it's just you're not in that right environment that that supports you can you put more words around that because I don't Sarah, think I've explained I'm sorry, it really like, well. I, I literally cannot believe that you like brought this up because uh, last year I suffered a lot with depression and anxiety and it's something that I really want to explore on my podcast um mm-hmm. I'm just working out I'll, I'll let it come through when it comes through naturally in a way that um, feels feels right to the listeners um, to, to to share that experience because it, it it was something that was really difficult for me to 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 live with um, mm-hmm. and now that I've moved through that and I'm sort of on the other side of that um, I, it's definitely something that I want to talk to because I know so many people are going through depression and anxiety and they're mm-hmm. they're wondering how do I navigate out of this you mm-hmm. know and so like that was just such a beautiful reminder um, that not to see those things and be defined by those things as exactly that we need to escape from in the first place that they are that that is the that's the goal that's that's the the alchemy that's the invitation that's Mm. the learning is in that space thank you i knew you'd be able to put words to it that's what you're so good at oh Um, and you know what it's funny i just like as we're talking and um the i've been staring at this book and it, it just speaks to what you said um which is the the title of the book is called truth and beauty Mm-hmm. and you know that's exactly what it is it's mm, like ex- yeah truth in beauty and um those moments of like those experiences of depression and anxiety and feeling like this is something that we need to escape for from or something that we feel should feel ashamed of what if we did approach it as an invitation to turn more towards our truth and that's and right. using it as a as a catalyst to go there's something here that's calling me what am i that's not honoring exactly. Yeah, well said. That's huge. And if you want someone to talk through or even interview you on your own podcast, if you want to go deeper into the mental health stuff, I'd certainly put my hand up because that is my oh. my backstory. Okay, I think we should definitely connect and do a, a part two. So listeners, if you really enjoy this podcast, please reach out to me after listening and let me know if that's an episode that you would like us to tuck into because Sarah and I would love to talk about um, depression and anxiety and and share a holistic take on on that experience absolutely and how to move that. from that i mean sarah that. thank you so so much i love you so dearly <laughs> i'm wishing you the most beautiful day thank you so much thanks for all your beautiful love bombs i have absolutely taken them i received them i promise you i've received them and it's just been an honor to speak with you and the listeners today 
if you love this podcast, you can connect with me at www.theaussiemystic.com or on Instagram.